Hi, and welcome back to Dame el Chisme. This is Fatima, tu gordita favorita. I'm coming at you with all the chisme in the CV. And well, you know, according to me, um, I this is a special episode for me. And I have some guests. Um, I'm going to call it calling out of the coming out of the green closet. Now, some of you might be wondering, what does that mean? Well, if you're a stoner, babe, you might have come across that term um, coming out of the green closet. I don't know if my guests had ever heard of it before. But I will ask you that when we start talking. But let's get to it. Um, this is my friend Stephanie, and welcome to the Manchisme. I am so appreciative for you to, uh, to be here, uh, taking the time out of your day. I know everybody's time is valuable. So let's get started. I wanted to know, um, when did you or what led you to come out of the green closet? Alrighty. So first of all, thank you for having me. Mm -hmm. It's been a pleasure mm -hmm. um, just to get started. Uh, I came out of the green closet out of necessity. Basically, I hadn't told my parents where I was working just yet, <laughs> and they decided to stop by for a surprise visit. I used to live in San Diego at the time, and they still thought I, or they were under the impression that I was still working at the ice cream shop that I was working at. <laughs> so they show up, my managers, they already knew where I was working at. Everyone was already cool with it. But my parents showed up at this ice cream shop. My dad, he's um, he's a very strong Hispanic, like traditional man. Mm -hmm. Like he's like, where's my daughter? If she's not here, somebody. Donde está? Donde está? Donde está? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, this man decides that it's like an okay idea to go to the back, like break into the back, basically, and be like, where the hell is she? Wow! And everyone's like, what are you talking about? Like we've <gasps> never. He's like, somebody's fucking lying. Yeah. No, you're good. You're good. It's a safe space. Yes. <laughs> He's like, somebody's lying and I'm going to get to the bottom of it. And my manager, he was super cool. He's like, yo, like she's, she called out like, you know. So my manager called me like, look, your parents are here. You better get your ass home because if wow. not, something's going to happen. The police yeah. is going to show up and I don't want to deal with any of that. So I'm at the trap shop working. A and trap yeah, shop. Yeah, I'm working in the traps. Like I'm literally What like, year was this? This was. 2017 okay this was 2017 so we still had the trap shop you know okay. weighing out the bud in front of the customer wow um i loved it so mm -hmm. that's why i never really had an issue with it i was still not out of the closet of course but um with this little incident that happened it kind of forced you were outed me. yeah I, I was literally outed you were outed. i was outed yeah. they didn't tell my parents exactly where i was but they were just kind of like uh she's not here mm -hmm. so i raced my ass home and that was basically like look this is what's going on i'm sorry i cried yeah i cried because i was like oh my god shame on my family you know yeah. even though you know other Problems had already occurred, but <laughs> there um, were worse issues. But I'm no, sure yeah. this one seemed like a big one. Yeah, this seemed like the end of the world for me. And when I told him, I was like, you're, you're, "Like, what are you tripping on? Like, the, it's weed. It does nothing. It, it's anything. It'll give you the munchies. It'll make you sleepy or laugh." He wasn't but, mad. No, he was not mad. He was probably madder that you weren't at your ice cream shop. Yeah, right? he was like, "Where is she? Like, is she dead? Like, you know?" Okay, that was he, he was, was more concerned with that than smoking a little reefer. Yeah, definitely. <gasps> okay, well, that's good. Yeah, yeah, so my parents are pretty cool. Definitely, like, my parents are from the seventies. They they know it's good. They've dabbled, they, you I'm know, sure. They know it's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But yeah, that was basically how I kind of how you were outed. Okay. And so again, I'm sorry, I didn't even like really explain what coming out of the green closet was. But if you aren't a stoner babe, um, it pretty much means saying to your family or coming out to your family that you smoke cannabis, Mm -hmm. right? Or CBD or whatever Mm -hmm. that you um, are part of that. And for some people, it, it is a big deal. And for some people, it's not. Luckily, with your experience, you know, your dad understood definitely you were good with that um but not everybody has that experience Mm -mm. and some of you listening might know what i'm talking about because you are probably like yeah i smoke but my family can never find out you know or my pastor or my professor or whoever it is that you don't want to know because of the stigma behind it so that's what coming out of the green closet is for those of you who don't know or don't smoke weed. Um, and yes, this episode is about cannabis. So if you want to skip it, that's cool. I'm going to have another episode later this week and follow up on segments. But this is about cannabis. So if you are into it, if you are a woman in cannabis, um, please keep listening because we want to do a lot more stuff. So thank you, Stephanie. I, I'm not done with you yet. Don't take off your mic, girl. <laughs> um, what is your... and? Also, this is just an intro to women in cannabis because um, I am meeting so many great women and people um, who I would have never expected that they smoked and we're making connections or reconnecting Mm -hmm. with old friends and new friends. And it's a really good thing. And that's what I want this to be about. So for those of you who are stoners and maybe not have that support or community the vault where I'm at, where I'm recording from, is I want that to be your place because this is where I met these girls at that I'm talking to right now. So with that, Stephanie, I know it's a big topic and we have so much to talk about, but what are your hopes for women in cannabis or at least for you? Um, women in cannabis, that's kind of hard. I know that if you're not in the industry you don't really see it, but there's a lot of women behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Like if you go to any dispensary, any company, anywhere, there's some women, women, mm-hmm. the whole team running behind the scenes just to get things running smoothly. Mm-hmm. Um, to be quite honest, I don't think women get the credit that they deserve mm-hmm. in the industry, in any industry, honestly. That's mm-hmm. a struggle that we seem to not get much progress with right right um but i hope that we just we have a little bit more opportunity and not even just the opportunity to show face or show up for ourselves but to really make the opportunity our own and not have a name attached to it right like you know it's a stand alone name like i want it to be stephanie camacho whatever you know mm-hmm. i don't want it to include helped by or you know Mm -hmm. and i think that might be an ego thing talking also but but men have an ego why can't we have one yes you know what i mean like why not yeah i am a boss ass bitch yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i'm getting shit done Mm -hmm. so yeah stephanie Mm -hmm. did this yes yeah yeah i really hope that women in cannabis have a little bit more opportunity a little bit more room to show what we really have to offer um and that goes across every aspect in the industry, whether it's cultivating, whether it's the sales, whether it's front of the house, back of house. I know that women in cultivation have a really hard time because it's such a male-dominated, male-oriented part of the industry. 
Um, but I really hope that we can really get a grasp on things and really show what we've got because it's always so evident until you know they take credit for it. I don't know. Right. But right. That's yeah. just how I see. I, okay. That's how I feel about the cannabis industry, and I hope that. We can get to it. We yes, will. We, we will. will. We, we will. are. We're working towards it. And um, thank you so much for sharing. Again, Stephanie, I want to have you come back. We're going to have more episodes, more conversations. Um, and with that, I want to um, also introduce my next um, guest, my friend V, Viana. Um, and she actually um, owns her own wellness shop. So first of all, um, Tell us a little bit about your wellness shop or and how we can find you. Okay. Um, and then also um, tell us when did you come out or what led you to come out of the green closet? You got it. All right. Well, um, thank you first, Fatima. Thank you for having me on here. When um, I found out you were doing this podcast, I was incredibly intrigued. I'm so proud of you. Yay. So just right off the bat, just thank you for that. Um well, um, yeah, my name is Viana, and I am local to the Coachella Valley Desert. And me and Fatima came back into each other's lives just yeah. more recently through this industry by chance on social yeah. media. <laughs> like, through cannabis, yeah. Through, yeah. And so what led me to get to where I'm at is kind of like it, I would have never in my life, like let's first, I would have never in my life thought like I would be here where I'm at so just completely immersed in it, mm -hmm. but in a healthy way. Right. And this is how I I got to find like find and love cannabis was um in 2016, I was diagnosed with kidney cancer. Mm -hmm. And prior to that, like I had never really been interested at all in cannabis or even knew that there was different cannabinoids or that there was um a part of a cannabis that doesn't endocannabinoid get system. Yes. What is that? We're going to talk yes. about all that. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so when I um, was diagnosed with cancer and I started digging deep and I started asking my doctors like, okay, what is the next like step? Okay. I was diagnosed with cancer. I didn't have to do chemo or radiation, but it had to be surgically removed. At the time I was on a lot of pharmaceuticals. Like, let's be honest, like, like true transparency. I was highly dependent on pharmaceuticals mm. for three years. Mm. And um, if that's you listening and you're still on pharmaceuticals, like there's no judgment, babe. Like we are here for you. Yeah. Just for me, my personal story, I didn't do well on them. I mm. survived those three years, but I wasn't thriving and living. Right. What quality of yeah, life did you it have? Wasn't, it wasn't quality until the cancer was found. And then it was like, oh, that makes sense why I was feeling that way. Mm -hmm. I maybe don't need the pills the way I once did. And that got me to um, a doctor that was literally just straightforward with me and said, Hey V, you're a healthy young, you know, woman at the time I was like, I'm, I don't know, like 34 oh when I was diagnosed. Gosh. Yeah. And they're like, this is a very rare cancer for you to be getting. So it has to be lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And when they told me that I was just like, what? Like it wasn't a genetic cancer. It was lifestyle. Wow. And they asked me then, they were like, hey, you know, did anything traumatic happen to you around the age of 10? And it was like one of those things, like someone read my mail, like, how, who yeah. told you? Like, yeah. what? what do like, you know? how do you know? Yeah. And I said, well, you know, my sister passed away when I was 10. And I never really talked about it, but I didn't think it was a big deal. And he 
clearly said that that's when my cancer started. Oh my gosh. Was not processing and feeling my emotions Mm -hmm. of the trauma and I stored it in my kidney. Wow. So that then leads me to you know, I'm now um, back, like trying to live a normal life after cancer, didn't get off the pills yet. And then my doctor told me again, your signs of your kidney and your liver function have gone up because of these pharmaceuticals. I highly recommend you get in touch with a natural pathic, like um, a doctor who's going to give you all alternatives for natural healing. I had never heard about that before. I don't know. Have you ever heard about a no, natural? No, I have never. No, no. Okay. So like, again, being in a Hispanic culture, <laughs> no. you don't, I mean, like we were raised on certain things of natural things. things rise that, yes, Jesus Christ. You don't talk about your that's what they would call me Vian- they call me viana chiana growing up because i was always crying that's me i know but now i now i'm like yes i was highly sensitive right i was this sensitive human because <laughs> yes. of that nervous system of my endocannabinoid system was just shot from stress oh my God. cortisol levels yeah. the hormones that were just brewing in my body so when I found a naturopathic doctor, I was amazed. And it was a local one to the desert, you guys, like here in Coachella Valley. I am so thankful for Dr. Toby. I will like give you the yes. link for that wellness center because I was on a year clinical study with them. And that's what got me to learn about the medicinal cannabis. Right. Not the Not like, the, like hey, no, I I'm going to get yeah. like, I and, like, and, 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 yeah, no, but like, no, there's no, no medicinal. That, but, but medicinal, like I was like, I was scared. I didn't know anything about it. And my doctor was just like, well, here's an alternative. Let's mm-hmm. help you get off of this. Let's start you on CBD. Yeah. And that right there changed everything mm-hmm. for me. So to all my other neurodivergent babes out there <laughs> who have, um, you know, just have maybe either been recently diagnosed with a mental illness or a condition and are learning to just navigate life. That was me at the time. I was scared. I was confused. I was being diagnosed with so many different things. The cancer was an easy walk. It was the diagnosis of PTSD and anxiety girl. That was harder for me because nobody can see what's going on in here, in your mind and in your heart. You can see specialists. They Mm -hmm. can see a broken, like like my oncologist took the cancer out of me. But they didn't know how to fix my heart. That's something I had to do myself. So this is me telling you, if you're finding yourself in a journey right now and you you think you're alone, I know those feelings are valid, but you have so much support, love, resources, and you don't have to do this alone. And this is why I was so eager to share my love for talking feelings and then yes. discovering CBD because that was the what really um, unlocked my healing when I started CBD, I was able to get off of um, pharmaceuticals in a healthy way. I do recommend if you do want to get off of pharmaceuticals to always go with it like and do it the um, right way. Get a doctor yeah. to help you because get it's under very supervision. serious. I was under supervision the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, I It could be dangerous. It could be getting super off dangerous. Mm-hmm. That was when I really saw the fears of mental illness on the aspects of suicide. Like I started beginning to have suicidal ideolations. Yeah. And if that's yeah. new to you, and if you're just understanding, just it's, it's a scary space. And it I was is. like, Whoa, I've never been here before. I'm scared. Now I understand why every other person in my life has thought it or been there. And I had empathy that I'd never had before. So with everything that's hard in our life, there can always be a really good, beautiful story. And that's my story was having the diagnosis of cancer, having my, um, 
my mental breakdown yeah. at the time. It was such a, it was very, it was hard for me. I felt very vulnerable. Yeah. I felt very um, scared. I didn't really know where to go to. And that's, I think, where I found our group, our group mm -hmm. of women, our Canna moms, I like to call us, the women who are broken that did have to walk into cannabis shops for me. Like, luckily, when I was then given my, you know, medicinal card to be like, hey, this is something I recommend you do. I went into so many different um, dispensaries in this desert. And I'm going to be honest with you. They're not all the same. Yeah. I, I I learned a lot from the barista, bud tenders. bud tenders. And if that's a new word to you, bud tender is the woman or gentleman who helps you behind the counter for medicinal reasons. They I asked so many questions. I didn't know what an indica, sativa, hybrid. I didn't know any of that. I'm like over here, you guys, like true story. Um, I'm the softball mom. I have my, I have my, my caravan <laughs> of softball equipment and homework and yeah. I needed something to help me not feel out of it. Right. I wanted to feel more present than ever. Right. And right. I want it. It is. How, it is. That, like something that is so stigmatized and like said that it's going to, you know, a gateway to all these other yes. dimensions. And yeah. here it is making you present. Oh, and, and doctor prescribed. And, and doctor prescribed. And that right there was like such for me when I came out, I guess my family, like mm -hmm. my family was all there for me. I'm so grateful that I had the support from my mom. I had the support. I... I was just more, I guess, vulnerable for what society would say yeah. about me, yeah. what my church group would mm -hmm. say about me, what my mom's group, group would say about me, what the PTA moms would say about me. I would show up being like, yeah, I have some CBD tea in here with a low amount of like C or THC. Right. And this is my, my dose that helps me. This and is mommy's little this medicine. Is mommy's medicine. I'm but not, what was in their cup, bitch? Yeah, right, What's right. in your cup, bitch? <laughs> and I'm, that's none of my business. No, it's not. not. Like, right. I'm, it's not. And, and I She's learned. functioning, right? <laughs> I'm, and I am not, and I'm not using or coping on alcohol. Right. I'm using something that is good for my body, number one, mm -hmm. for my endocannabinoid mm -hmm. system, my nervous system. It is good for my mental clarity and for my inflammation. So all of a sudden, miraculous things started happening to me. I started my numbers on everything got better because I was on the clinical study. So each week they tested my blood. They tested wow. my levels. I reversed um, a thyroid condition. I had hypothyroidism. So I was like going through crazy weight gain, loss, gain, loss. People would like, look at me. And there's also shame girl around being too skinny. I know. I there got is. it. I would, people would come and be like, oh my God, you're Are so you skinny. Sick? Are you sick? And I'm like, actually, I yeah, am bitch. Sick. I, I am. am. <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm, do you want to, let me give you my list. Where do I start? Because yeah. You want to take me to my next yeah. appointment? <laughs> I'm actually on my Jeez. way right now. I am actually on my way. Yeah. <laughs> and having to learn that this is my new life and accept it and not be, complaining the whole time right because that's what i noticed in in this when i came to my family and i said you know mom dad like close ones my husband mainly mm -hmm. my husband's like finally if you just i've, I've been telling you for years and i'm like okay okay and in but it took it did it took seeing other women like me and i'm like oh wait you do can you do this marijuana you do this mm -hmm. and then i learned the proper ways to to address it right. i learned that oh my gosh there's all sorts of age women and i'm sitting in the most nice lounge this is what ended up coming to my home lounge because at the vault i would sit here and i would sip on some tea with a 74 year old lady who has 
rheumatoid arthritis and has inflammation and maybe has fibromyalgia and we're talking life and my about my experiences and we're hugging each other and we're crying and that was beautiful yeah and we enjoyed a instead yeah. of being somewhere i mean where it maybe not I, as healthy yeah we're, exactly we're safe we're well and it feels it just feels better after you yeah. talk about it and so okay Thank you so much for yes, sharing yeah. that, by the way. That's a lot um, to go through, yeah. you know, and to address um, and pinpoint, like, where that started growing mm. and when it started growing and then be like, okay, I need to go back and fix 10-year-old mm. B, you know, yes. because that's where it started. And a lot of us don't even know where to start. And um, But with everything you shared with us, what are your hopes or what do you see in the future for women in cannabis or cannabis – in women's lives like how is yeah. how is it gonna affect or how do you want it to be that's a great question so my hope is that with my story and sharing it so openly and yeah. vulnerably which was not easy let me tell you it wasn't mm -hmm. easy but i started seeing more people resonating and connecting when we were able to talk about our troubles number mm -hmm. one so i hope that with me sharing about cannabis it makes the stigma go away and that there's like questions and there's healthy questions around it. Yeah. I, I would hope that like more people would be acceptable. Like we don't go around. I was just saying this to Steph. Like we don't go around saying like, hey, what's in your medicine cabinet? What did you take for right. your for your back pain or your anxiety or your PTSD? Like we're not asking those questions. So I would hope that like if anything, moving forward, women in cannabis could be more just confident and bold and strong mm -hmm. and knowing what they're doing. They're pioneers. It is not easy being in this industry, especially in the Coachella Valley, where there's so much just different saturated mm -hmm. everything. It's, it's there. So it's either competition, but my hope is that there's there's community and there's camaraderie out of this, not competition. Because if we can come together, there's so much more support, especially in the Latina community. If we can come together and talk about that and we can talk about our struggles with that. Yeah. That is my hope. That's your hope. And and to get more moms interested in asking about how to start and then me being able to educate them about the different cannabinoids that would be right for them mm -hmm. and in a personal safe place with anonymity because a lot of yes. people aren't ready to talk about it. And, and that's okay. Yeah. Exactly. If you can't come out of the green closet yet, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But you have a community. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other thing too is to be brave and bold and my, this is what my, my my mom had said. She's like, well, Miha, whatever it is you decide to do, I just hope you do it with your whole heart and you and you yeah. have God-centered. And I'm like, of course, yeah. she's going to bring in that Jesus. Yeah, of course. course. I love, thank you, of course. Yeah. And she's like, keep keep centered and you do what you need to do for what's right for your family and your mental health because I want to see you well. And she's like, at least you're not drinking. <laughs> like, I mean, and, for and real. Yeah. And she was like, I would rather you not do that. Then, yeah. and I'd rather you, and she, and she even said, she's like, yeah, I see a difference yeah. when you're uptight. And so for me, when I, when I have CBD or THC mm -hmm. in low amounts, I'm able to concentrate and be more present with my children. Yeah. I'm not so uptight and irritable. It would be like my natural Valium. Yeah. But it doesn't hurt any other part of my right. body. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's so more awesome. Awareness, yes. More so more women, more, more women, more can moms come together. Um, no, that's great. Thank you so much. Yes. That's my hope too. Yes. I love it. <laughs> um, so I'm going to just go over how I came out of the green closet to my parents. Um, I, so, okay. It was kind of like the same thing as you, Steph. I, uh, 
needed to because I changed careers like completely. Um, I went from being in social services and doing social worker, social work, um, to <laughs> butt tending. And when you have parents who, you know, um, if anyone even knows my mom, you already know, um, how that is. But for those of you who don't just, just imagine a very strong headed immigrant woman who always reminds me why she crossed the border. And it was for me to just be better than anything, you know? And so I kind of, stayed in that career because I wanted to make her proud, mm -hmm. but it was making me stressed the fuck out. Um, I was probably on more prescription, uh, prescriptions while I was working at my previous job than I've ever been in my life. Right now I'm not on any prescription. The only thing I take is cannabis. So I had to come out um, and tell my parents that I switched my social worker job to bud tender. I was uh, really concerned with how my dad was going to feel because um, he is in the ministry. And um, my, both my parents are. I grew up uh, Pentecostal. So um, I was really concerned with how he was going to judge me. And same thing like with you, Steph. He was like, oh, okay. Well, just don't drive. <laughs> you know? And I don't know if you felt like how I did, but I was just so relieved. Like, okay, I was most scared of him. And my mom, but mm -hmm. him really just because he's just a saint to me. My dad is a saint. My dad has never, ever been drunk, smoked, like consumed anything. Like the only um, drug he's all, probably ever had to go through is like hospitals or, you know, where it's yeah. forced on him. But he is just like the biggest square. And I love it. I love that about my dad. And for my dad to accept me and love me still, not only did it show me like what yes. true Christianity should yes. be, because you just, you know, yes. he's a very good example of that. But also just like, I was like, okay, like if my dad is cool with it, then at this point, I really don't care what anyone thinks. Like mm -hmm. if my mom and dad are cool, then I'm good. So some of you might not have that support. I get emotional about it. I'm sorry. We need to smoke. <laughs> um, but you might not have that support. And um, that's why I wanted to. First of all, I'm so happy that I met you. Yeah. Um, yeah. You really, you know, it's it, we, it was meant to happen. Oh, definitely. And um, and I want you to be to continue to be part of this conversation because it is not over. This is really just the beginning. Mm -hmm. I want to hear from other women in cannabis. Like it was kind of short notice and I wanted to get this episode out because I want, you know, I, I just wanted to get this episode out. But I want, if you're a manager in cannabis, a female, woman, mm -hmm. um, or just whatever, and you want to talk about your experience and, or you just want a community, you don't even have to be on the podcast. You could just come and vent because me and B and hopefully Stephanie will be here in the lounge. Oh, yes, girl. Right? Here. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. my hope for women in cannabis is just to build community mm -hmm. um, because, like I said, I'm at, Stephanie through a guy actually at Catalyst in Palm Desert. Wasn't it Jose or Jose, something? Yeah. Jose. So shout out to Jose at Catalyst. He's, 
he's really cute and he was <laughs> and he was really nice and i mean like and i'm married but you know but he was really cute really nice and um he was like he's oh, married yeah. too so. oh he's married okay good, good, good. okay good 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 he's married too but you can always tip okay so um look don't judge <laughs> um but anyway he connected me to you stephanie and then mm-hmm. you know it, it's it i believe it's uh the beginning of a beautiful friendship yes. <laughs> and then yes. obviously you know having you back in my life which is crazy like after what 15 almost 20 years you know um but yeah so my hope is just community and um i want it to grow um so and steph do you have any advice for someone who wants to get in the industry because you've worked with brands can mm-hmm. I say that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've worked yeah. with, yeah. Yeah, you, you're, you're, you've been a brand ambassador, right? Yes, I've okay. been a bud tender, bud rista. I've been a brand ambassador, most recently account manager, hybrid position, all kinds <laughs> of things. Um, I think the best piece of advice, first and foremost, as much as I hate to say it, you the best way to get your foot in the door is through corporate cannabis. Okay. Get okay. into a dispensary that already has like, you know, they already got their ducks in row, yeah. like in line. They already know what's going on as far as how to run a business goes because unfortunately this industry is kind of wishy-washy and yeah. things come and go. And But getting your foot in the door that way starting off as a bud tender, as a delivery driver, inventory, whatever you can start off as, you can always work your way up. I went through the transition as bud tender to brand ambassador, back and forth. Um, I don't see myself leaving the industry anytime soon. Awesome. I found that it's a very niche industry. It is. But I enjoy it. I enjoy the community that comes with it. Like you mentioned, I don't think I would have met all the amazing women that I know if it hadn't been for this industry. Um, The thing with this industry, the community that it builds, there are a lot of people that come from a lot of different walks of life. And I've been blessed to meet all kinds of different people. So just to have that perspective from different people really puts things into your own perspective and then you can put a spin onto it how yes. you see things mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. okay cool um so if you don't mind me a- oh sorry <laughs> if you don't mind me asking um my friend just walked in by the way so that's why we're a little all you know but my friend Nadia just walked in and um speaking of getting in the in- into the industry um thank you for coming Nadia uh, so Stephanie spoke um on how she got in and nydia here used to work in hr within the cannabis industry and kind of still you still do you still do um how would someone get into the industry if they have never been what is the best way to start in your opinion your professional opinion cannabis cannabis specifically that's what we're talking about yes so i would say um if you've never done cannabis and you want to get into cannabis um really tailor your resume to uh, customer service and sales um whatever position like you've done in the past i always tell people like even if it was like front office you know um make it relatable to customer service to maybe how it can incorporate into what you're trying to get into um, that's just my personal recommendation because I've I have experience with um you know curating resumes and doing all of that stuff. So I would say like that would catch my attention is just the customer service part. Um, really emphasizing on that. Okay, 
Um, and and I want to I want you guys maybe to start a conversation because so uh, Stephanie was um, uh, a brand investor has been a brand investor. She mm -hmm. talked to us about how she was a bud tender. She started she started in the trap shops. Um, oh. And actually, Stephanie, could you describe or explain what a trap shop <laughs> is? Oh no! Yes, yeah, um, well, let's get into please, it. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm about to light up, um, and I want to know what this is because even I, I am okay. So I've I've smoked for a while, but I haven't yes. been in the industry. You know what okay. I mean? Like I just got in the industry, and I'm learning, so I want to know all that terminology. So, Steph. What is a trap house? Yes, being in the trap shop, being a, a trap, trap queen. Honestly, it's some. It's so much fun. Think of Coyote Ugly, okay. but like with weed. I don't know. That's like the best way I can describe okay. it. That's the best way. That, especially like, well, I don't know. I don't know. Every shop was different, but the shops that I worked with. Um, I pretty much everywhere you go, it was all girls. Maybe a few. My shop was twenty four hours. What? Yes. Oh, wow. Anytime, just, anytime you could roll up. What city was this? This was. I was living in San or North County, San Diego. So like San Marcos, Escondido, Vista, um, and those areas, especially Esco. Esco were the best go, as everyone says. Like that. That it's not. It's not. It's not that the, the safest. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> okay. But. It was a hell of a fun. Like, it was so much fun. The girls that I met were absolutely amazing. I still keep in touch with almost all of them. Um, but being in a trap shop, it's it's an illicit market. It's illicit market, black market weed. So anything goes. You want to call the cops? Go ahead. Like, you go. I go down with you. Like, we're all going down, bitch. Like, we all go down. Um, I've been in a few raids. No. Yes. How did that go? Tell us about that. Take a hit and then tell. <laughs> Take a good hit, girl. Um, honestly, they're not. Some were scarier than others. Some of them definitely felt more like rookie trainees, uh, like practice, practice okay. runs. Yeah, because like I remember one time we were sitting at the shop and I was like, "Okay, we're already an hour into this. Like, are you gonna come in or not? Like, what are we doing here?" And at some point, I was working with like 13, 14 year old little boys that were, because it was a family run business. Shut up. Um, so anything goes. Anything goes. Wow. I saw my manager fuck some dudes up because they were being mean to us. And I'm like, as you should. You're like, we, what? luckily, the people that I worked for were always really good to me. So I never felt like, because I've heard some stories where, yeah, it gets gross, it gets grimy. But I worked with some pretty cool people who always looked out for me. And I, I'm very appreciative of that. Um, but yeah, if you remember being like 28 or 2017 before whatever, uh -huh. any like going into LA, IE, San Diego, anywhere, even out here, I remember the Coachella Valley. I wasn't living out here, but I do remember hearing stories of like, like MTC or the ones out in Coachella. I don't know if you guys. Yeah, I've heard of it, but yeah. I never. Yeah. But yeah, those were the good old days. I don't think we'll ever get back to it, but that's what I feel the lounge, consumption lounge, are kind of trying to bring that back into play, you know? Okay. Like taking a dab, smoking a joint, yeah. talking to your bud tender. Yeah, okay. Um, and so the difference between like a trap house and like, what are they called now? Or what are they considered now? Just retail shops? Literally like just retail shops? Yeah. 
Okay. I mean, I know where I was at recently. We just, it was, it's a retail shop. Um, I know that the culture is different in every shop. Yeah. Um, every shop is curated to its own. And um, yeah, I could always get the feel when I walk into a dispensary. Um, just see by the way that I get greeted at the door or even by the way that the bartender, whoever that first person is that engages with me in the building. Yeah, no, that's true. And to be honest, like when I first started smoking and this was after I, cause obviously I was like everyone, I got my fake, you know, medicinal card, mm-hmm. not like UV. I didn't have a good reason. You know what I mean? Like fucking, you know what I mean? It was horrible. Like I just, I was like, yeah, my back hurts. Yeah. All McLovin ID and everything. And, um, but yeah, so I would go in and there was always guys, um, and they were always just annoyed with anything I had to say or ask. And I wanted to learn about, you know, the whole community and everything. I wanted to know the difference between an indica and a sativa and a hybrid and whatever the fuck, right? Mm-hmm. But they, I feel more comfortable walking in and seeing a whole bunch of girls. Honestly, you know? Yes. 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 And that's why I think women in cannabis are so essential because... Oh yeah. First of all, there's a lot of us um, who smoke, and then it's it's comforting to see another girl in there. Yeah. You know, and and some of them, and like Nidia was saying, at some shops there is attitude, there's this and that. Believe me, I don't care. I'd rather get attitude from a girl than attitude from a guy. Like I don't know. That's just Gosh, me. me too. Because let me tell you, yeah. there are some shops, and I'm not gonna name the names, but Nidia, you know the one we went to smoke to. Um, <laughs> The girls look like they were going to cut you, uh-huh. but they were nice still. Like, they look like they were going to cut you, but they didn't. Really nice. And I just, I I was like, okay, you look like a bitch just like me. And, you know, but we're nice. We're nice bitches. And I remember <laughs> I just, I felt really good. And there's just something about women in cannabis. When I walk in, there's a woman there or there's a majority of girls. I don't feel as stupid. I feel like community. Um, but you were gone. You weren't here. Um, before I move on, I was asking the girls, when did you come out or what led you to come out of the green closet? Oh, wow. That's been a evolving story for me. Okay. But, um, but I mean, um, it's funny that you, you guys were talking about when you guys got like your medical card. Like my reason was because I had just had my set of twins. Um. So I went from having, you know, uh, going from family of three, going to a family of five. And so, you know, I, I had, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot, you know, having surprise twins. And so, um, having postpartum, you know, after the babies, the baby blues wouldn't go away. Uh, medicine was making me not feel too great, you know? And so I switched over from my, um, Xanax to try like a CBD with a little bit of, um, THC spectrum in it. Mm-hmm. And um, it made like a world of a difference um, because I wanted to start trying like more natural ways, you know, to balance my body. And so what I did is like I started um, kind of like just messing with CBD and um, and I would just take that in the morning and then I would take another like a high dosage and then another high dosage like early afternoon. And then I found that like it was way better to do that, you know, than taking my Xanax or anything because then it sedates my mind, it sedates me, it kind of takes over my day. Yeah. 
Um, Same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was uh, sharing her experience. If you want to, I don't know if you have any. Yeah, no, just quickly, share. just I resonated so much with that. And thank you for saying like the postpartum is so huge. And I feel like yeah. more of us women should talk about that because I didn't know what I had was postpartum depression. Like I didn't know until I was diagnosed with all that, that I was like, oh, oh. that's what I was feeling. Oh yeah, I felt that. Oh, I felt that too. And yeah. the same thing when I was on the Xanax, cause I was on Xanax as well. I was there, but I was so disassociated. Like yeah. I was, I no knew feelings. that something was going on, but it wasn't emotional. And for you, I have a question. When you got off of the pharmaceuticals, did you, like, it was so hard for oh. me. If it wasn't for CBD, I started the same as you, low CBD or high CBD, low THC and tinctures. And it made a world of a difference for me, but nobody told me I was going to feel all the stuff that I was, when I was suppressed for the three years, yeah. nobody told me I was going to be crying because I just now processed my cousin past. Like I had a really tough time. How was your experience with that? It was, you know, it's crazy. Oh my gosh. It just, it literally like that triggered an emotion in me because okay. um, I had forgot. I literally had forgot. Yeah. But I feel that um, when I went off all my pharmaceuticals, because I remember at a time I was taking like seven medications. And I mean, like I'm 33 years old, but yeah. after my pregnancies, you know what I mean? Like my body just kind of took a dip and then I didn't take care of myself. Yeah. And, um, so I had like high blood pressure. I had diabetes, you know, like in my late twenties. And so, um, it was just, it was too many medicines, you know? And so I remember, um, I had went to the doctors and I was seeing like a doctor and I was just going through a lot, you know? And, um, he told me, well, I told him, I was like, I really want to get off all my meds. Like, I really want to get off all my meds. Like, I just, I don't like how they make me feel. And like, of course the doctor didn't care. He goes, well, if, if you're going to do that, like he made a really snarky remark to me about like getting off all my medications, all the pharmaceuticals. And I was like, you know what? Like, fuck you. Like, I'm going to fucking do it and I'm going to show you what's up. So what did my crazy ass do? I fucking did it. I went off my pharmaceuticals. I quit, but I would not recommend that for anybody. No, because let me tell you what happened to my body. My body went into like a shock of like like adrenal fatigue. Yeah. And it went into like a shock. It went into a shock, but like, I'm so crazy like that. Like, I'm just like, fuck it, thug it. Like, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to survive because I've been in survival mode, you know, like all my life. So it's like, what? with one more right but i mean i wouldn't recommend it but now that i'm there here you know i wouldn't do it that way but i went off and so what i did is i started working out a lot i started doing boxing um and that's why i was doing all of that hit because it's like my body went into like this anxiety shock like it was weird i felt the physical withdrawals on my body so i had i was starting to i started running and working out and then just kind of like staying really busy um but like i was not feeling well like i had to make sure that i was eating well and because my body would literally tingle from the uh, withdrawals from the uh, from the drug yeah so that's why like you can't do it earlier we were saying that like when you're gonna do that especially if you've been on your medicine sorry um that you should be under supervision and wean off of it you know, um, yeah. because it could do damage and you don't want it to do damage. Um, and ladies, I really appreciate you guys sharing that story um, or sharing your, you know, your experiences with it, because there are a lot of you guys out there going through that. And it's just not talked about that often. And um, that's what we want to do here. So I really appreciate the three of you um, sharing your experience. And I want to hear from you listening, what your experience is with cannabis. I am not done with this topic. I just couldn't wait any longer and I needed to get something out about it. Um, 
because I also want to let everybody know that I am um, sponsored by The Vault, right, B? Officially. Yes. And um, I will be recording here. And um, I, what is it? 10%? Is, I get 10%. Yes. You get 10%. You get 10% off at The Vault if you mention. Just be like, cheese me. Say, dame el cheese me. Okay. And Very they will give you 10% actually, off. Yes. I just benefited from that, actually. Did you? Yes, you just, you just I got your just, yeah? I just first customer right Shut here. Shut up. Thank you, Nadia. Like, I'm here for popping Thank you. I appreciate you're it. Um, and with that said, B, you're going to help me with um, our events coming mm -hmm. up at the vault. This is just for this week, right? Yeah. Um, so let me tell me about bingo night. Okay. So bingo is every Wednesday. It's one of our biggest events that we host here at um, the vault. And if you have not been to the vault, I highly encourage you just to come down. It is not what you think. It is the most just like the lounge. Chill. It's chill. Such a great vibe. We're sitting in here right now. The sun is kissing our face. Mm -hmm. It's just beautiful. It, you feel wonderful when you're in here. Yes. So we have bingo on Wednesday nights. And that starts from 7 to 8.20. There's 10 prizes to be won. And you can win more than one time. So if you're like, it's your lucky night, you can win all those prizes. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And they're good stuff too. A lot of a lot of stuff sponsored. Um, things that you want to actually win. Okay. Um, there is food available. They give free hot dogs. And there are some things available for purchase as well. Okay. And if you're in the consumption lounge, you can order food from around here and have it delivered. And you can eat. Here in the Shut yes, like from see. El Revolucionario. Mm -hmm. Am I saying that correctly? Yes, you are. They have some bomb ass tacos. And what's today? Oh, is today Tuesday? Okay. Well, okay. So yes. Okay. So that. And then um, and then the next um, event after that is gonna be Boys in Bongs, and that's gonna be like a fun show. They do that once a month. It's a drag show. You come out, it's just a yeah, you Nice. Boys and bonds. I love it. Okay. So purchase at door to get into that. And then after that, we have Friday. Um, Ruth Hill. Ruth Hill is our girl for um cannabis education with me as well. She's a registered nurse, um, retired, and she talks all about cannabinoids in a very like you're going to a workshop and it's free, and you just come in here and you get to to learn about that. Again, um, purchase at door. Um, and then leads to me on Saturday, I'm going to be leading a movement and mobility. So to all my fit babes out there who are on their wellness journey or who are just starting their wellness journey, come meet up with us, move your body. You don't have to have a lot of experience. Um, it's a great way to connect and feel good. So that is going to be um, this Saturday and that starts at 11 and you can come and we'll hang out with you there. And Sunday is football. So that's just all day football. Come out here. Yeah. You can have a cannabinoid and watch the game. Yeah, you could. Um, so for everything, everything that you want to do, you come to the vault. You mm -hmm. tell them, okay, um, let me get my Dame el Chisme discount mm -hmm. because you just need to purchase one item to consume in the lounge. Mm -hmm. Right. That seems fair, I think. And then if you're going to be getting 10 percent off. Like, why not? Yeah. And there's there's, <laughs> there's prices like for everybody. Everybody's budget. budget. Girl, like there's like ten dollar um beverages and you don't the other thing is too you don't even have to consume thc like if you're like i don't even uh do that there's other ways that we have cbd drinks there's non-psychoactive um products yeah products so, exactly yeah, like my mom comes and she doesn't yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly so again it's not just about the weed and the high it's about mm -hmm. community it's about a space for um all you cannababes to yeah. feel comfortable um 
And okay, so oh, Valentine's. That, yes, that that oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Valentine's. The biggest event. We almost so killed. yes, so we're finally. Oh okay, so the Eventbrite or Evite. What is it called, you guys? I'm Evite. Stoned. No, it's Evite. Eventbrite. Yeah. Okay, so the Eventbrite link will be up. Um, my goal is to get it up before midnight. Okay, so just give me time. And um, it is talking about Galentine's Day, mm-hmm. um, presented by the Vault, hosted by me. Um, and it's just going to be a night out, uh, with your girls crafting, snacking and smoking, bitch. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, it's Monday, February 13th from six to eight. I'm going to have, uh, some raffles. And if you bring your business card, we'll put it in a bowl or whatever. And, um, we could pick our raffles from there. If you don't have a business card, that's fine too. I'll have like a piece of paper for you. But, um, I, you know, this is for socializing and mingling and just building community. So if you want more event, uh, I'm sorry, if you want more information about any event from the vaults, contact. Um, you can, we'll give you the information, but, um, you can follow us on our Instagram. That's an easy way to keep connected. Yes. Um, and then we'll just give you our direct um, numbers. You can call and find out anything that's going on, um, here in the community. Yes. I will post that information, all the contact information. Um, and if you want to reach out to me about when you came out of the green closet or if you're still in it or however you feel about it. If you have questions about the Galentine's day, I'm, we're going to have vendors. I'm still confirming some things because, and I don't want to like, you know, say too much, but it's going to be fun. It is for sure. You're going to want these You're going to want to be And you're going to want to reserve your spot yes. as well because it's limited space as well. It is. It is limited space. Um, it is going to be a free event with one in-store purchase per mm-hmm. person or whatever kind of donation you want to give me. If you want to, and it's not for me, it's for the um, amenities, like for the for, amenities yeah. that we provide for you because all the other stuff we are going to have here is going to be free. And that's what the donations are going to go to. Um, so snacks, crafting, smoking, um, a good time. And with that, I want to thank you guys for listening. I want to thank you girls for interacting with me. Thank you for, for supporting us. me and for always being dolls. And if no one has told you that you're a badass stoner, babe, well, I'm telling you right now, okay? So until next time, friends, please make sure to go easy on yourselves. Thanks.